subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show, another episode in the podcast extravaganza we're calling, or I somehow started off calling, a pod a day in May. Um, that's where every day in, the, in May 2019, I'm publishing, publishing a daily podcast. Publishing, podlishing, maybe I should, maybe I should trademark that. I'm a podlisher. Anyway, I digress. A lot of people have been sending in questions. As you know, you, my most excellent listeners, have been sending in lots of requests for topics to be covered, for various questions for me to answer. And one of the things that I've been getting a lot, not just during a pod a day in May, but way before, is from people asking about the logistics of podcasting itself. From the kit to the platforms you can use for hosting, to the coding, and also the editing, just everything to do with it. And just this past weekend, actually, <laughs> weekend, believe it or not. Um, a colleague emailed me asking if they could call me this week to discuss how to upload and publish a podcast. And that was the thing that made me just think, right, maybe it does warrant an episode. Because it does feel a little bit bizarre to talk about podcasting from position of authority when I am not an expert podcaster. I have a podcast. I have figured out how to publish them via trial and error. Um, I figured out how to use the kit, what kit to use and how to use it by a trial and error and by following YouTube tutorials. So please don't think I'm coming at this as an expert. I really am not. But I can share with you my experiences and what has been useful for me. And hopefully that will be the starting point for, you, for your own research and data collection about how to publish your own, if that's what you want to do. So... um as I said, there are richer resources around, but I'll happily tell you what I did. I'll tell you what kit I used. Um, I've actually already put everything on a blog post on emmaguns.com where I list the kit I started with uh, and the kit I changed to and use now. And neither setup ever let me down, not once. And I used to do a lot of interviews, uh, celebrity interviews with a dictaphone, which is smaller than a mobile phone or, um, yeah, mobile phone, cell phone, whatever you want to call it smaller than that and the, especially when they went digital it looked very similar to um how podcasting kit uses and the amount of time as you get back to your desk and you just hear <sighs> and for something had gone wrong but you just couldn't tell why you were doing it podcast equipment's a lot more sophisticated as soon as you look at it you can tell whether it's recording or not which is fantastic um additionally i'm going to share with you how and with whom i ho have hosted the podcast uh since it started in 2016 so Shall we begin? The kit that I use is very simple. Right back in the early days, 
I had my laptop, which is an Apple MacBook Pro. I bought that when I went freelance, saved up and bought that when I went freelance. And I in I don't think I even installed it. It comes with GarageBand, which is the uh, editing, sound editing tool. I mean, as the name would suggest, it's more musical. I think that was the original intention. Um, but you can upload files onto there. You can tinker with the the levels and all sorts. So really, I already had a lot of the podcasting stuff I needed in order to begin already on my computer that I just overlooked because I didn't know I needed it and then the other thing I did is I did a heck of a lot of research and in the end I decided to get a USB mic because all that I then needed to do was then get my computer out uh, switch on GarageBand insert the USB mic go one two one two check that the little levels on GarageBand went up and down accordingly hit record and they away you go but USB mics tend to be, well, the Yeti one that I got, the Blue Yeti, is a condenser mic, so it get, captures a lot of noise. Um, and so I then graduated, once I could afford to, to using the Zoom H4n Pro Handy Recorder. You can input two mics into that. And uh, I've got some stag cables, and I got some Behringer microphones. And Behringer came up best as the most affordable but also the most reliable. So they, performance-wise, they were up there with the really expensive microphones. If you can afford expensive microphones, they're Sennheisers. Um, they're amazing too, or they're Shure, S-H-U-R-E. Incredible. But the Behringer ones that I use, I'm very, very happy with right now. And that really is all you need. The uh, H4n Pro handy recorder is has an SD card. So you pop that in, you plug your mics in, put them in your stand. I got some uh, some little microphone stands. I'll put the link in the show notes. And you go testing, testing, one, two, three. It records to the SD card and then you take it, take the SD card out, put the SD card into your computer, drag the file into GarageBand and boom, there you go. And the thing that the Zoom has that I didn't have, the functionality that I didn't have with the original mic was that by recording it through the H4n Pro, I can separate the tracks so that if one of us is slightly louder, I can level that out. Or if there's background noise, I can filter that out or lots of things. It's much more versatile and much more user-friendly and produces a better quality podcast. So there have been times when I've done podcasts with using the old mic where it just captured a lot of background noise, a lot, a lot of background noise, and there was just nothing I could do about it. Whereas this way, you've got your mics right in front of you. They are capturing what you're saying into them and they don't pick up anything in the room. So that's really that. But I know I know a lot of you want to know about how to host. So I'll just tell you how I did it. Uh, I started off with Squarespace. I built my website using Squarespace. And with Squarespace, if you go into the back end and it's really easy I'm not suggesting I've made the prettiest website and I know I need to overhaul it at some point very soon. But <laughs> I, if you go into the back end, you get your RSS feed and you can, which is the feed that your podcast exists on. And you can very simply just link it to Apple Podcasts. It's not particularly difficult. And if you just go into the back end of Squarespace, go to the help section, there is a video how-to and they also do a written out how-to. So it's incredibly easy. So what I did was I published my podcast every week to a blog post page. 
And when it went live, the blog post page went, oh, I should probably send the RSS feed, that updated RSS feed to um, Emma's Apple podcast feed. And it did. And it happened pretty automatically. And I didn't ask too many more questions because I figured if I understood it any at any kind of deeper level, I might get confused. But it really is very, very simple through Squarespace. And I know a lot of people who did exactly that started out in, in exactly the same way. Um, the analytics weren't particularly great on Squarespace. I don't know what they're like now because about two years ago, I decided to use a different hosting platform called Libsyn. And Libsyn, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N, obviously the show notes will contain all the links to this, but it is uh, a very large uh, hosting, yeah, it's, it's a podcast hosting site and they host a lot of the very famous podcasts. They are, if you Google podcast hosting, it's the one that comes up time and time again. I think they've had like billions and billions of downloads. They are brilliant and you can uh, you can buy different pricing plans. So you can start off with like a $5 plan. Um, you can do a $15 plan. I think I went in at $20, which meant that I got um, a larger monthly storage. And I was also able to look at the backend analytics with a little more detail. So you have the option to have basic statistics and advanced statistics and various other things. And then they also have uh data storage and the plans go up to $75, uh, which is $75 a month. So that was where I switched to. And you're thinking, yeah, but how do you switch? Actually, sorry if this sounds really lazy, but when I, when I said, oh, I'd like to join Libsyn, they said, okay, for an extra, I think it was something like $50, we will, we'll do all the tinkering and do all the uploading to Apple Podcasts for you. So I said, yes, please, I'd like that functionality. I'd like you to do that for me because I'm worried that I might screw it up. And very happily, I uploaded via Libsyn for ages. I got a lot more detail from the analytics about like what my download figures were, where in the world people were, listen were listening to the show, how long they were listening for, all of that kind of stuff, which is really, really interesting. So Libsyn, I highly recommend. I never had any issues with it. And I was very nervous about switching from Squarespace uploading to Libsyn, but it was a really good decision. It was a really good time, and I felt very confident the whole time I was using it. And the only time, the only reason I decided to switch again in April 2018, I moved over to Acast, is because I uh, had had a, something of a relationship with Acast. I looked at what they did. They we had a conversation. We decided to see how it worked, and again, it was a very easy switch over. And backend analytics are much easier. I really, really enjoy the interface. Um, I don't actually know what the barriers to entry are to uh, work with Acast because it's a monetized platform. So if you hear ads at the beginning of the show, that's all down to Acast. Um, but it was two years, don't forget, before I uh, went over there. But uh, definitely they are kind of the people who are really killing the game right now. And again, I really, really enjoy being with them. That's that really is the story of the podcast. There's all that kit, which again, links will be in the show notes. And those are the ways that I hosted originally. Squarespace was really easy. I think a Squarespace subscription, depending on uh, where you are and what kind of functionality you want, is around $180 a year. Um, and Libsyn, like I said, I used the, uh, the option that was $20 a month. So there's a little bit of investment that you have to do, but 
I think it's uh, completely worth it. So I hope that that answers the questions because I've been getting a lot of what uh, what kit do I need and how do I host? And I do think the kit is is fairly simple, but it is the hosting thing that I think can be a bit confusing. It's really easy via Squarespace. It's a cinch via Libsyn. And uh, when the time is ready, there are places like Acast out there who you can work with to magnify and publish your show. Anyway, if you have any other questions about podcasting, why don't you drop me an email at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can slide into my DMs on social media where I am at Emma Guns on Twitter and Instagram or perhaps you'd be interested in joining the Facebook group. It's a closed group. You have to answer two questions and uh, but lots of people are posting similar sort of topics like, oh, hi guys, I'm starting a podcast. Has anyone got an experience? And then the community in there are so supportive and really well informed. So I really, really highly recommend that you join that group. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that answered the questions you wanted about podcasting. I've been getting a lot of how do you podcast? What are the logistics of podcasts? So I hope that covers it. Like I said, if it doesn't get in touch with me via the channels I've just mentioned. Thank you so much for listening and uh, taking part in a pod a day in May. I will see you on the next one.